King City Church, how are you guys keeping? I hope you're all well during this lockdown and um, we miss you guys. We hope to see you soon and uh, we're just going to hand, hand over everything to Clive today. We're still on the book of Matthew. So God bless you all and hope you enjoy the message. There you are. We've been expecting you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's message. I invite you to turn to Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16. Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16. And put your finger there because we're going to get to the portion of Scripture shortly. But firstly, let me tell you where we are. We are in Leander Avenue at a bus terminal, and we are waiting for a bus. And you see, um, this bus terminal was an integral part of the, the life of the city. When you came to this bus terminal, there were certain expectations you expected. When we saw you here, we expected a couple of things. We expected that you were waiting for a bus to go to, to the city. But also, when you came here, you also expected a bus to come. And when that bus came, you would, you would board onto that bus. Even though you had paid exactly the same amount as everyone else, sometimes the bus would be fully occupied. There would be no seats. All the seats would, would be taken. And because you, you, you needed to get into town, you were expected to stand in the bus all the way to town. Sometimes it was an unpleasant journey because you would have to stand holding that rail. And uh, uh, it, 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 especially if it was a long distance, it would be quite unpleasant. It would be a journey of trying to make sense of how a similar input can result in differing outputs. You see, in life, we have certain expectations, just like in this bus scenario. We expect that when you put similar effort, similar time, similar money, you will get similar results like X, Y, Z. We also expect that when you put more effort, when you put more time, when you put more money, you should get more. You probably will, will agree with me in this, that when you put more money for a product, you, you expect better features and better specs for that product. We also expect, and life has taught us this, that you should expect when you are of a greater, uh, greater um, standing in society, that, that you should expect people to give you more esteem or re reverence you, or you should be, um, people should be in awe of you. But not so in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God operates differently. You see, in the kingdom of God, it is an upside-down kingdom, a kingdom that operates different from the world. It operates totally different from how the world operates. You see, in the kingdom of God, there are no favoritism. There is no favoritism. Jesus put it this way. He said, in this world, people will lord it over you. But not so in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, the greatest of you amongst you shall be servant of all. You see, when, we, when God chooses people in the kingdom of God, He chooses people not based on popularity, not based on charisma. He does not look at people's social media status. He does not look at Facebook and Instagram following and, sta and status. But God chooses differently. He chooses according to the heart. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at uh, how David was chosen, the Bible says that his brothers were considered before him. 
David was an afterthought. He was that guy that you pick at the uh, last in a team. When you are playing a, a game, you is the last person to be picked. When uh, because David's brothers had the right social media uh, profiles, they had the right CVs. They were they they had the right Twitter handles. They were saying the right things on Twitter. But God says today to to uh, Samuel, there is another. Right now, you may think in life that you have been overlooked. You are an afterthought. But friend, I'm here to tell you that you are continuously in the mind of God. The Bible says he is mindful of you. I like to think of it this way. It says his mind is full of you. In 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, it says the following. When we were thinking about David, it says, For the Lord does not look or see as man sees. He does, and for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You see, life has taught us and it has conditioned us to look at the outward appearance, to look at how our efforts, to look at our work, to look at what we can do rather than at the grace of God. And I'm not saying that your effort and your work is not important. What I am saying is that when your effort and your work overshadow the grace of God, then we have a problem. Paul says that the following in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. He says, For the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am who I am. For the grace of God toward me was not in vain. Even though I labored harder and more abundantly than the rest, talking about the apostles. The grace of God, it was not I, but the grace of God that was working through me. So friends, here Paul is saying that even though I worked harder than everyone else, I do not consider my efforts as the results or my input as the outcome or, or what caused the outcome of what I eventually got. I consider the grace of God. I consider what God has done for me. And this is what we see in Matthew 20 verse 1 to 16. For here we see a, a, a certain lot making the grace of God, putting the grace of God in vain and making it useless. For in Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16, I hope you're still there. It says the following. Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16. For the kingdom of God is like a landowner who went out early in the morning. Whenever you see the portion where it says for the kingdom of heaven, and this is Jesus speaking, he is about to explain how the kingdom operates. He is about to tell you the expectations of the kingdom. It says, it's like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and say to them, you also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, and again he went out about the sixth hour, the sixth hour is 12, is 12 o'clock, and the ninth hour, which is three o'clock, and did likewise. And at about the eleventh hour, which is five o'clock, because they were under lockdown regulations in that time, and that's a joke. He went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing there here idle all day? 
they say to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those, who, uh, when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, that's five o'clock, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more and likewise, likewise received each a denarius. They expected to receive more. And when they had received it, they complained against uh, the landowner, saying, these last men have worked only one hour and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first will be last. For many are called, but few are chosen. You see, those last words are very famous and they're, very, they're well known in scripture. And here Jesus is telling us the expectations of the kingdom. The first thing that we see is that the kingdom expects you not to be idle. If you are a, a, a child of God, you should not be idle in the kingdom of God. The second thing that the kingdom of God expects, and it's subtle, you may not have noticed it, is that of the first lot, they negotiated with the landowner. They negotiated according to work, effort, time equals wages. But the rest never negotiated with the landowner. They had faith that the landowner would give them what was due to them and they would be gracious. You see, when they all received the denarius, they all received it differently. They received, some received it as a, a wage and others received it as a debt. And so here, friend, I'm saying to you, when I bring it closer to home, just because you pray for one hour does not, or for one hour and another prays for 10 hours, the one who prays for 10 hours is not entitled to receive more. When you go in with the mindset that I have done more, I should receive more, you will, you will be putting the grace of God in vain. You, when, when God answers you, when God answers your prayers, when God answers your fasting, when God answers your offerings, when God answers your service, you will receive it as though God was, as though it was a debt to you rather than a gift to you. And the last thing is this, that friend, many are called, but few are chosen. Unlike in the, in the kingdom of the world, the world selects who they want, but in the kingdom of God, we are chosen. We are all called, but it all, it's all up to you to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I am available. So folks, just like Isaiah, who said, here I am, Lord. I'm available. This is where you and I should say, here I am, Lord. I'm available. And I leave you with this. This is as far as the fast will go. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Father, that we will say, here I am, send me. In Jesus' name, amen.